So a woman, it's really exciting for me, doubly exciting for me when a woman comes to me and says, you know what? I'm ready for whatever is next. I am good. I'm, I, I I feel like I can, I'm, I'm going to go home today and I'm look, if, if he threatens to do this, that, or the other, I'm, I'm okay. I got it. I I know what I'm doing. Like, like, and I always kind of go like, wow. (laughs) What happened? Yeah. You really, you, well, you know, I've thought it over and where I am Mm -hmm. is not okay. And where I want Ah. to be is where I want to get to. So Mm -hmm. I understand that it's me that has to get there. He's not going to, you're not going to lay out the red carpet and say, honey, go Mm -hmm. become whoever you need to be. That is not happening. So it's going to be up to me and I get it and I take ownership of my life and I'm ready. I mean, if Mm. I end up in a a cottage on the end of uh, a cul-de-sac, that's okay. I can look, I'm good. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello, Heartlifters, and welcome to today's Heartlift with Janelle. So happy that you have come back for part two of my conversation with Dr. David Hawkins, author of Why Marriage Counseling Fails, Is the Problem the Marriage or the Counselor? He is also the founder of the Marriage Recovery Center. Please take some time to go look around that site. It is a center online that is so helpful And you'll find all of that help at marriagerecoverycenter.com. Want to make sure you have that right here from the get-go, as we say, marriagerecoverycenter.com. And I just realized that they offer a mini intensive, a little three-hour starter. And so I'm excited, very, very excited for you to know and learn more about that. Part one was filled with a very hard conversation about things like intervention, separation, divorce, and the signals that might be trying to tell us our marriage is on the failing path. But we also left you with lots of hope because that's what we do here, Heartlifters, right? I wanted to read from Dr. Hawkins' book, pages 25 and 26. He writes some closing thoughts uh, of this chapter, The Work of Love and Marriage. And I believe his closing thoughts really, really serve as our mantra, our intention for these two episodes that we have had. He wrote them, but I feel them strongly as well. I don't want you to get the wrong idea here. We are so pro-marriage. My goodness, I am just weeks away from 38 years of marriage. He writes, I still think marriage is wonderful, even though that is where all of my idiosyncrasies and character flaws are exposed. I still believe in buying CDs. That's so funny. (laughs) Kind of is a little outdated these days, isn't it? We could just say, I still believe in listening to podcasts and playing minuets. 
I still believe in buying travel guides to far-off countries and wistfully listening to Beethoven being played by a 12-year-old. I still smile at romantic comedies and chuckle when two unlikely loves find their way to each other. I'm a believer in love and marriage. I'm also a believer in the work it takes to identify and combat self-defeating, relationship-defeating traits and cultivating those relationship-building skills that hold a couple together. So, let's believe together that enduring, heart-palpitating love is possible. Let's believe together that enduring, heart-palpitating love is possible, that the vows we made at the altar were meaningful but must be grounded in the reality that we need more. So let's all just place our hand over our heart before we get started here. And let's just take a beautiful heart grounding. Just slow ourselves down because the message today is very important. The content is hard. It's difficult to hear. The message today is also for anyone, anyone who is in the helping profession or maybe just a friend of someone struggling. You don't have to be a therapist, a counselor, or a coach, but we do want to grow as heart lifters to be that safe person who offers a safe space to someone to vocalize their crushing pain so that we can help them move their way towards freedom. So without further ado, I bring on part two of my conversation with Dr. David Hawkins. Yeah. So anyway, you right? Do you see that oh. too? Do you see? Oh, with I think it takes uh, several sessions typically for someone yeah. to find that sense of agency and find their voice and find their value, depending on the length and the duration of the pain yeah. that they've been living under. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also, for in my work, it is a mentality in the female, particularly that she's not allowed to do that, you know, unless of course the one grave way we can get a divorce is infidelity. That's where the Bible seems to release us, you know? And so it's just Mm. been so challenging for me. Um, This is my 10th year because I didn't start this journey until my fifties, my 10th year of practice this month. So I I want to just, thank you. I want to clarify one thing before I move in to asking you to help us as therapists and clinicians and just friends, how we can maybe help people. Um, But going back to the fact that um, separation, I don't want to stop there. So what might be something that behooves you to suggest maybe you need to take a period of separation is there a, a, a moment that you look for yeah there is okay what and, and it is it's what I what I look for Janelle is how before someone would ever take a physical separation I really want them to be able to take an emotional separation yes what's a, what's an emotional separation it is it's a pulling apart from the craziness that's happening in the relationship. So if a person 
if a woman is talking to me and she's telling me, oh man, I just, you know, he said this and he said that, and he yes. said this and he said that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I just find myself so utterly exhausted. Please remember that word, Janelle, because mm-hmm. exhaustion yeah. is what I see women experiencing largely. So she's exhausted. So I want to, and that tells me, oh my, I, I really want to encourage you to begin taking the steps to have an emotional separation where you're yes. literally taking time apart for prayer, reflection, journaling, Exhaling, friendship. Right. You're walking through town. You're looking, you're taking care of your artistic <laughs> side, your emotional side, yes. your spiritual side, your physical side. Anyway, you're taking an emotional separation. And then if that really isn't giving you the relief to think clearly, that, that's, that's the it. point. That's it. That's, that's it. Bingo. Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the point. Because if we're rationally, like, he said mm-hmm. this, he said that, he said this, he said that, and it just gets my head spinning. Confusing, and it right. does confusion. Mm-hmm. So we we work with the, this woman to pull apart emotionally, and then if necessary, we say, you know, look, it, it's probably going to be important that you even pull apart even more because. You, you know, you need to be able to think clearly and to have some space between you and, and the messages that are coming at you. And if you can't do that yes. in the relationship, then it may be time to pull apart. And would that be just being in separate bedrooms if there is a it, availability, like it, being inside the house and doing that? Or It, it starts there. So it starts yeah. with, I, I think if I were going to say the stages, it would be starting with an emotional separation. You're, you're, you're That's recognizing good. that I need to stop wrangling with him mm-hmm. about A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. I need to stop the wrangling. I need yeah. to identify what's going on here. What yes. are the messages that are coming at me? What is the impact it's having on me? So you pull apart emotionally and you mm-hmm. have some space to reflect. Maybe you then pull apart in the house. You spend more time apart. And then if that's not effective, Mm-hmm. Yes, you 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 take you start maybe you take a weekend away, you go visit yes. a friend or something. I love or that you, so maybe much. Four days away, maybe a week away. You, mm-hmm. you and by the way, Janelle, this probably won't surprise you. When a woman, I want everybody to hear, hear uh, help yellow highlighter here. Get your highlights out. There's one word that a woman always and I never universal statement. Always. That's a big one. <laughs> That's here a big go. one. Here we go. I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I'm not going to give you the answer. What is the word that a woman gives me after she has spent four days alone, walking the beach with the journal, praying, reflecting, and being out of the chaos? What's one word that explains? So I say to her, what are you feeling? This is a test. What do you think the word is? One word. Starts with an R, ends with an I was going to say rested or... Um, relief. Relief, yes. Relief. Yes. Every oh my 100% of the time, 100%, oh, she wanna... comes back to me and she says, relief. I just feel such relief. Now, that adds to its own problems, of course, because like, uh, I just spent four days at the beach Mm-hmm. And I was able to think and reflect and pray, and I'm seeing some things. But now, uh, I'm back. <laughs> now I'm back, and I have some work to do. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, 
that tells us a lot, doesn't it? it? Does, when, a, it does. When, a, when a woman will come to us and say, mm-hmm. my goodness, the tension just, I wasn't aware of how much tension I was or, carrying. Or responsibility, like relief responsibility. to me is like, a, it just helps yeah. the responsibility come the hyper responsibility of carrying a marriage or carrying a family you know, of letting down your children, of splitting apart, you know, a legacy, the first divorce and forever. There are so many things. I know you've heard them. You know, I just can't do this. I can't believe that this is happening and and all of those things. But yeah, relief. And so there's another there's another quality that you just bumped into. hmm. Women, women, what I notice is that women start to feel parental with their without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So yep. you know he is immature and <laughs> he underfunctions and she overfunctions. And she comes to me and she says, I, I have to I, I have to tiptoe. I have to watch what I say. I have yes. to over, I have to care for the kids. I have to care for the home. I have to care for the marriage. I have to care for the care for the care for the care for the and mm-hmm. so then anyway, so then that yeah. becomes an entrenched way of functioning. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we clinicians see. We see the over-functioning mm-hmm. woman who has yep. gotten there one step at a time. Yep. One little eggshell at a time. Yep. yep. One little voice. I mean, I've heard so many times in older, yep. you know, women of my age or even younger, you know, we couldn't upset daddy, you yep. know, when we were little exactly kids. Right. If we, you know, so they learn to repress and they learn to submit and they learned all the wrong ways of, you know, not being seen or heard or loved or belong, which is secure attachment, which, you know, just complicates the marriage to no end. So I do think that women take on that. And when that happens, you get lost, you know, you just, they do. you just get lost. You just don't know who the heck you are. No, they, and they come in and they talk to you and I, and they say, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't even, I don't know who I am. I don't no. know what I think anymore. Or, or they will say this, you know, they will say, I'm acting in ways that I don't even recognize. I can let out four letter words. Now yes. That I've done that. I've been there in that I, season where I'm I, like, I don't know who I, I am and where did she come from and what's going on? Who is this person that's invaded yeah, my it's body? It's very scary. It's a scary thing. It is a scary, scary thing. It's a very scary thing. And I don't, and, I'm not and, proud of that season, but, um, you know, it was necessary to come to terms with finding my voice and my values. Yes, I had yes, to go yes. through it personally. Yep. So Heartlifter, yep. there was someone out there listening today that you're going, this is all just hitting way too close to home. And you just heard Dr. Hawkins say, you know, yep. You've lost yourself. You don't know who you are. Yeah. Why am I doing these things? Why am I do- doing this and that and the other? Well, listen, we're going to give you some mm-hmm. hope here, right? We're going to mm-hmm. give some hope. You write, um, this is all so good. And I could just keep bouncing into things. <laughs> I'm going to try <laughs> so, so hard. It's what we do. It's what it we is do. what we do. Okay. We just It's a rabbit trail. And then we'll get to the, the piece okay. de resistance. But in yeah. chapter four, you do talk about resistance and mm. barriers to getting help. And, you know, I said in the very beginning before we came on that, you know, what I loved most Mm. about you saying uh, in the beginning of the book is we all need help. Okay. So then why do we resist it? And what, what do you think is the greatest barrier? We talked about fear. We did that. Um, 
uh, you list them in the book. So you must get why marriage counseling fails and read it. We're not going to talk about all of them today. Yeah. Yeah. But is there one pounding on your heart today more than others or one well, that maybe I, I, mean, I think the, the biggest thing pounding on my heart, Janelle, is that I, I think people have been let down. So mm. everybody who comes through my door, who's seeking my help, they say this. Here's another universal. They say to me, oh, my goodness, we've tried counselors. We've, we've tried. We've been to counseling three or four times. We've gone to marriage retreats. Yep. We've gone to marriage seminars. And, you know, we're, we're at the exact same place. I hear you it. Know, not, I mean, we're, we're just... We're just weary. So, you know, Dr. Hawkins, you know, maybe you can help us. I don't really think you can, yes. but maybe, maybe you can. I mean, you've written a couple of books and I mean, but I got to tell you, Dr. Hawkins, that you're, you're our last, this is it. We're, yes. we're, we're, we're really out of, okay. No pressure. So anyway, no pressure. Dr. No Hawkins. Pr- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. Like, oh, oh dear, I have to rise up here. Yes. So sadly, sadly, people have not gotten help. And I throw a lot of rocks at at me. I I know. Go ahead and start throwing rocks. It's okay. okay. I want to find out. Yes. Well, okay. Look, Janelle. Okay. Here I go. Because I know you would throw them at yourself first. Like you've already, you've already said that in your book. First, I look at, I look at what I did. Mm -hmm. I look, I look back and I think, okay, this couple came to me. Mm-hmm. And I squeezed them into a 45 minute session. I know. And what? then they poured and they poured out their heart and their soul. And then I had the audacity, Janelle, to say, okay, folks, we've got Time's to up. stop. Time's up. I'll see you again next. Oh, I can't, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I can't see you next week. It'll be two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. But then I can see you two weeks after that and then two weeks after that. So, yeah, I mean, and by the way, I'm going to give you a couple of handouts. Yeah. But that or should or help tell you, you to read a book. My book. Read, read my I'm, book. I'll, tell you to, I'll give them one of my books. <laughs> this is not funny. This Janelle, will happen. <laughs> Janelle, it's okay. I mean, mm. it's malpractice. Mm. I mean, come on. Talk. So what What speak. I've discovered, mm-hmm. what I've discovered, you, you and I started our broadcast with this, that this stuff is complex. It is. This is complex. These are it's two mysterious. human beings with a long history of different issues and character problems and so on. It is the most complex thing that you or I will ever do. Thank and you. we're going to squeeze them into a 50 minute yeah. set. I don't know. I'm not asking you what you do, but anyway, anymore, I am taking on fewer, good, fewer Bravo. couples Bravo. and I'm working with them longer and in more mm-hmm. depth. And so I say to them, folks, Look, I don't know how we're going to work out the finances of the time. I, but I want to see you every week for two hours. And then in a couple of months, I want you to fly up to Seattle and I want to work intensively with you for three days. And then I want you to go home and then I want you to fly back up to Seattle. And then I want you to fly to Mexico with me. And I, I know I'm talking. This is fantastic. Oh, no, no, no. This is my model, though, because I tried to work at a practice in 50 minutes and nine months. I couldn't do it. I had to quit and start intensive work. And I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. No, I did. I couldn't do it. I couldn't say if a couple if a couple is coming to me for a tune up, they've already done a ton of maintenance, a ton And they're coming and they just need a few little, look, we've hit a speed bump. Yes. You worked with us uh, five years ago intensively. And man, mm-hmm. we, we went out, we did great, but no, we got a little yep. bit of a speed bump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tune up away. Perfect. Yes. 
But if they're coming to you or me in the get go, and the problems are complex, so complex, they can hardly hold space for each other. They can hardly learn. That's the, correct. They can hardly validate each other's perspective. They talk over each other. They're they're hurt. Mm-hmm. They're wounded. They're as you call it, they're trauma shut down wounds. Mm-hmm. And we're going to really, we're going to, we're going to work with them for 45 or 50 minutes and tell them to come back in two weeks. Doesn't work. And it it just doesn't work. So anyway, Mm -hmm. because honestly, if I can interject, sometimes even the intensive, even the intensive doesn't work, you know? So I'm, I definitely want you to, to shine the light on, you know, um, I love the intensive model. It's what I do. It, it is, it is overwhelming for me as a, a, trauma-informed therapist, it is, it can be, so you have to be cautious and and really take care of yourself. But so we've determined the resistance, the barriers can often be the time, the fear, the expense. You've said a lot of things, the magical thinking you talk about the emotional laziness, which I circled with a very big red pen, because I think that's the one that's most critical. But because we only have a short time left, sadly, um, speak to that, to us as the caretaker, as the mental health professional, as even the, the pastor, the friend, the elder, the woman sitting at a table, you know, because one of my greatest passions is to once again, train up just the lay person, you know, to have these skills in a normal conversation to be able to identify some things and be able to speak some truth. So, you know, you give a lot of tenants in here for good counselors and what that looks like. Um, Let's say, you know, Susie and somebody come to you and they are at the end of their rope and they, they don't think they can leave and they're scared to death. You know, what would you advise someone to look for? You know, what well, is important? Before I do, before I yes. do that, you know, I want to give, I want to give four C words. Okay. That I think all of us counselors have a responsibility to do. Okay. The four words are clarity. Oh, I, you've said that. Compassion, so mm-hmm. courage, and course of action. I'll take each mm-hmm. one of them and okay. give a little bit of this a highlight good. here. Mm-hmm. Clarity. We have a responsibility. These people come to us overwhelmed with emotion. They are so frustrated, so exhausted. They're in the middle of a muddle. Mm -hmm. And we have a responsibility. And my goodness, I'm 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 kind of choking up a little bit here because I I mean this is just it's just so important that they think these people, everybody who comes to us, they're this is so broken. We are are emergency room doctors. That's what we are. I do feel that way. I do we feel like nine, I'm we are 911. So we better get that right. This isn't, we're not just on the corner of fourth mm-hmm. and pine and saying, no. oh yeah, come on in. No, have a cup of okay, coffee, mm-hmm. have a cup of coffee and, and, and some crackers and we'll chat and then we'll do it again in two weeks. And then, no, no, this yeah. is 911. Okay. So clarity, mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to do all that we can to, mm-hmm. to, it's a big deal. I feel your. I feel it because I. To I love deeply our and care deeply. expertise, mm-hmm. and our passion, and the second one is our compassion. My mm-hmm. goodness, any counselor listening, and, and if you're going to counseling, if you don't feel this person's compassion for you, mm-hmm. if they're not bringing a passion to this work, get 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 the leave. heck out. 
Run. Get leave. This is this is nine one one. Your marriage is at stake. Your mm-hmm. life is at stake. So clarity. You have a right to expect someone who will roll up their sleeves and mm-hmm. help you um, determine uh, a path of clarity. Second is compassion. Mm-hmm. The third is courage. You, they they need encouragement. Oh, they, they need, do. Look. Look, I'll Hope. help you discover the next step. That's all you've got to mm-hmm. do. Just get the flashlight, like Janelle said, mm-hmm. get the flashlight out and do one step. And I'll help you with that step. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to lock arms with you. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. in this with you. Yes. And the last is a course of action. Mm. In, in my, I'll make this brief. In my 40 years, I began by saying, ah, I'm just going to be supportive. I'm not going to give any direction. You know, everybody can find their own mm, way. Yeah. That was just that was just where I went, you know, yeah. unconditional positive regard, what we all learned. Affirmation of their state and status. Exactly, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. But in the last 10 years, I, I'm just so different, Janelle. I am, mm. look, I am here. I'm going to mm. help you determine a good course of action and a direction. Mm. And everybody says, thank you. Thank you. I was lost. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I, I don't have mm. any <laughs> supernatural no magic pill. powers. Mm-hmm. I do not have that. But No, we can't so wave that, a wand. I always say that. But yeah. we can walk with them. And, mm-hmm. and if you're not, if anybody listening is in counseling, and you're not getting clarity. Mm-hmm. You're not getting compassion. You're not getting encouragement. And you're not getting a clear path of direction. Run. So anyway, there you go. That's my, what do you No, what I love <laughs> I think that, well, clarity, you've said that several times today, and I think clarity is a whole topic of a podcast of like, how do we get that clarity, both Mm, as mm. the client when we are, you know, put me through a drill. I ask them to do that. You know, ask me any questions. Don't just, you know, if, if I'm not clicking with you, we're wasting our time and I don't have time to waste and nor do they. Um, but I wonder now that you're moving into like you've moved in this last decade, was there an, an, an impetus? Did, did something push you into that where you just like this model's not working sure. or have marriages just got, you know, a lot worse, a lot more serious? No, no, okay. no, 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 marriage <laughs> haven't, no marriages haven't gotten worse. I've gotten more sophisticated and able to see Mm -hmm. my goodness, Janelle, when I Mm -hmm. do a marriage intensive, Mm. by the way, I do three days. I could do four. I'm I'm, I'm moving into a time in my practice where I might end up doing five days. I I might bring couples. I might bring three couples in and do 10 days. Perfect. That's, that's my heart's desire. So, mm-hmm. and, and when I do this intensive work, I, I just feel such a, there's so much more movement. There's so much more ah. insight and practice and, and more clarity. And, and they walk away saying, oh my, this has been profound. So anyway, oh, you yes. get enough of that, you get enough of that feedback and, and you know, you're on the, you, yeah you know, you're on the right path. And well, plus and I think, say, yeah, I'm sorry. You say to somebody, I, I, I can see you two weeks from Tuesday and you hear them go, <sighs> what? what? Which what? is what's happening post COVID as well. There's so, there is an increase in mental illness and yeah. trauma, the families having been sequestered and homeschooling and all the million things that have been placed on families, loss of work now inflation. So there is, um, well, I can see you in three weeks, you know, and oh. I'm like, 
oh my goodness. And so what do we do? Like, what do you do? I would love to just have a peek inside of your therapist heart, your clinical heart of how do you manage? Like, do you give access to texting if you're doing intensives, like clients in the middle of this? I mean, how do you manage and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but how do you manage and preserve yourself? I am, I, I, know, this may shock you. I don't know. I've never been reluctant to give out my phone number or my email. So um, what I do do, I have a, I have a team, thank God. I have a team of clinicians and um, just supportive client care staff. So I have, so I have some, some guard support. You have a guard, right. But the people who get into me, this Mm -hmm. is where I get, I get passionate again whoever I decide to work with, it's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Then if I've said, yes, I will work mm. with you. Yes. That means, yes, you can text me. That means, mm. yes, I will take time. That means, and my wife is understanding about this. I say, mm. honey, you know, I might need to take a 20 minute phone call yeah. later, uh, early this evening. And, and then I'll turn my mm-hmm. phone off and da da da. But yeah. no, if I, if I've said yes, then yes mm-hmm. means uh, I have a I'm responsibility in. and I'm, I'm in, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and you, mm-hmm. whoever works with me and this, we should, you, I hope you're this way. And I, I think other clinicians need to be this way. The, the client needs to feel like we are locked mm-hmm. arms with them. Yes, They're not they alone. Do. Much mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know how yeah. you are with a physician, but I want my physician to mm-hmm. care about me. I want him to remember me. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> remember my history a little bit anyway. The, when I walk out the door, <laughs> I want them to say, look, I care about you or some, yes. some form of that. So some form. You. Yes. We're, we're, we're in this together. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's, I love that. And if I could be asked a, uh, a clinician question as well, yeah. um, I guess the longer I do this, I've got 30 years to catch up on you, but I'll be pretty old by then, but I don't know. I might still be doing this. I hope I am. You might. 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 I'll have my PhD by then maybe. Um, Is it okay? Is it a good practice to, especially doing intensive work, um, to be very contractual or like, you've got to do these things. I want to see you doing your work or you're, we're going to, you're going to move on to someone else. No, that's absolutely true. Okay. Absolutely true. So, I mean, cause I'm saying to them, look, I'm mm-hmm. going to lock arms with you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. If I lock arms with you, you lock arms with me. And so I'm going to call you out and I remind them, please remember I, I always, at the start of an intensive, I say, "Are you are you giving me permission to speak into your lives on the, the places and issue?" Oh, absolutely, absolutely, speak away. And then I say, "Now you know when I do it, it's going to feel different." I can feel so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So please remember, remember this moment that you said yeah. yes. I want to be coached, and yes. I want to be taught, and yes. I want to be confronted. Perfect. And I want to be challenged. Mm, so please good. remember all of that because mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And it's going to get a little dicey because look, I mean, and I'd say to the stone, imagine what would happen if we get into an intensive and I just sit back and go, mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah, like the old days be, when in the movies, they, you know, that, yeah. yeah, that's gotta be tough. Oh, yeah, it's rough. Goodness. 
No, no, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm in and go, Oh my goodness. Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Okay, good. And and we're mixing, and we're mixing it up and it gets, and it gets gets messy. (laughs) Challenging. (laughs) Absolutely. So what are the benefits? Leave us on a high note. What are the benefits? What are, what are the, what's a joy story? You know, what are the benefits of good counseling? The benefits are many. The Mm. the benefits are a couple who, who is actively engaged and they're working hard and they're getting, they're getting better and they're learning how to really listen to each other and validate each other's point of view. And they're, they're breaking some old bad habits and I'm partnering with them and we've got this beautiful thing happening and they're Mm -hmm. getting better and stronger and healthier. And, and so change is occurring and, and change begets change and competence begets competence and excitement begets excitement. And so it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. So that's what can happen for any clinician listening here or any client, potential client, mm-hmm. take a chance, find the right person. And yeah. when you find the right person, you will get excited and you'll be encouraged yes. and you'll be challenged. And, and you, you will feel, you will feel, I feel, I, I see it happen. <laughs> Relief. Yeah. It's like, you can see it at the end of you a can. really hard session or an you intensive can. when yep. It's been brought out and there's just, oh, yeah, such a great feeling. It's, so it's very, very worthwhile. It's a, it's a worthy yeah. thing that we do as counselors. Yeah. And it's a worthy thing that any couple or individual would do too, mm-hmm. to, to grow and to be challenged and allow someone to speak into your life in a very healthy and, and kind yeah. and compassionate way. It's very gratifying to stick with it when, you know, barring any domestic abuse, barring any of the grave things that we were talking about that today, we're just talking about, you know, lots of maybe things that need to get unearthed from our um, old selves and become a new self. But I think it's so gratifying and I, I get so disheartened and so sad when people stop right before the finish line of freedom. Mm, It's like, no, 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 no. You're going to have to do it. If you start over, I know you are, it's it's (laughs) going to be a new person and you're just going to, it's going to take some time. So I just want to encourage everyone listening and thank you so much, Dr. Hawkins. Mm. Um, Tell, are you taking on intensive clients? Are you open for business or are you overwhelmingly full at this point? (laughs) Well, let me give a qualified answer. I mean, yes. I, I am busy, but, yes. but I'm always, you know, if I can't help Get on you, a waiting list. somebody on my team that will mm. help you, you won't, you, know, you won't be on a waiting list. You'll be, you'll okay. be worked with immediately. And so, okay. yeah, they can go to our website, yep. uh, marriagerecoverycenter.com and learn, learn about what we're doing and love, love to hear from folks. I love that. And I will give everyone your information. What's your favorite uh, emotional health tool for yourself? Like what is your favorite emotional marriage tool or just for yourself to stay, um, you know, always growing, always learning, always seeking? Well, well, I I will give two. I mean, one, one is a loving and satisfying marriage that I have that my wife, Christy, oh boy, I'm going to get upset again here. (laughs) So, you know, when, when I'm, and and that's the second thing is practicing everything that I'm teaching. So Mm -hmm. practicing, 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 growing and Mm -hmm. learning, learning more about making 
uh, healing moments in my marriage and yeah. ownership in my marriage. So all of that. So it's that's and beautiful. then seeing the benefits of doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's committed to the practice. That's what we say here. That, yep, that's, that's beautiful. Right. Thank you so much. I all hope right, and pray Janelle. that we hear from you again. And thank but until you. then, thank you. All right. God bless everything you're doing. It's wonderful. So thank you. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.